to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a longtime friend, first-time guest. I'm so excited to have him on the show. This guy took me golfing years ago, and I've never, ever repaid him for it, so I really appreciate him still being willing to come on the show. Rich Corlin is the Senior VP of Sales for Zing Manufacturing. Rich, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Kirby. And as far as repaying me, trust me, anybody that gets stuck playing golf with me doesn't need to repay. They just need to help me collect all the golf balls I lost. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, then we did that for each other. That's good. Yes, we did. So I want to jump right in. I mean, you, um, you again, you and I have known each other. You've been in the industry for quite some time. You're with a couple big suppliers. You're, the most recent one was Charles River. Um, you were there for a while. And uh, you just made a move here to Zing not too terribly long ago. So what made you want to make a move during sort of this time? It's pretty tumultuous time. Well, Charles River is a great company. And I have so much respect and love for the Lipset family, uh, their mission, their goals, their product line. Um, but this opportunity came to me. I've known the owner of Zing Manufacturing for quite a while. And this was an opportunity. He had been kind of talking a little bit about what the opportunity was going to look like, where he wanted to take Zing. And, and he needed somebody that has been in the industry for a while. You know, he really, he came after me and it was very, it was very tough to leave Charles River. I'm still incredibly close with them this, to this day. In fact, I was helping Dave Saraceno sell some product at the SAC show last week. Love it. Um, so, but this was an opportunity to take a company. This really became, Barry Lipset always talked about the entrepreneurial spirit that he has. And it, it always made me think, what could I do with something that is either really small or almost non-existent and build it? So it, it really struck a chord uh, when the Butler family came to me from Zing and struck this entrepreneurial uh, just gene in me yeah. that they got me really excited about where it could go and and really giving me autonomy to do what I've done and, and really take all the lessons that I've learned and help them build this company. Um, they really struck a chord with me that the autonomy plus the fact that the, the support, they were willing to do whatever it took in this economy, in this world, to do what it takes to grow this and make this a really a player in the supplier side of the business and landing swell uh, back in November for them. They finally landed me in February, but you know, this is a was a major breakthrough for them. They had an existing relationship, but they needed somebody that knew uh, how to steer this ship and where to go with it and how to really help it explode um, as quickly as possible. So it really, the entrepreneurial thing really was the main driver in this. Um, and I can tell you, it's been just about six months now, and I've never had more fun in my entire career. And I've worked for great people, Kirby. I mean, yeah. from the Ash Cities of the World, Vantages of the World, Sanmar, and of course, Charles River. I've never had more fun in, than, than this time in my career. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. I'm excited for you. Um, well, it, you talked about that entrepreneurial gene and, you know, and sort of growing. So what is something you recommend people start doing today? that could help them make their life better? It's listening. Um, you know, I tend to talk a lot, but I also listen. And people are saying different things. 
you know, whether it's fear from their businesses not doing as well or excitement in their businesses doing really well during the pandemic, but then the fear of where it's going to go. And if they don't need PPE anymore, what are they going to do to help those numbers? So it's really listening to your partners, um, whether it's on the distributor side, listening to your supplier partners or on my side, listening to your distributor partners and understanding that no two meetings are the same mm -hmm. and taking that, you know, the pad press that, you know, that presentation that can presentation and kind of pushing it to the side and really customizing it for the person you're talking to the one-on-one -on -one meetings the two-on-one -on -one meetings to me those are so effective because you truly get to understand what the other person is is going through good or bad right. and if it's excitement then you know keep going with that if it's not find a way to, to drive some excitement, but it's listening and understanding that you're not just selling a product, you're providing a solution. It, it may not happen for the for six months, but I've, I've had distributors that you know, really were, were in a very bad way a year ago, and I didn't stop calling them. I didn't stop talking to them. I didn't try and sell them anything. I tried to just give them a little bit of sense of regularness, if that's not even a word, but yeah. just understanding that we're all in this together, whether it's good or bad. Right. And, and you just have to listen to people because people want to talk. I mean, yeah. you've got me on the show for a reason because you know what? People do want to talk, whether it's to tell good or bad. Um, and it's just listen and understand that everybody has challenges and it's working together. Yeah. Listening. I think, again, I, it's one of those things I have to remind myself of, because like you, I'm a, a bit of an extrovert and I like to talk, but, but I will say that when you can listen effectively and then present solutions that help people uh, in whatever way that is, there's, there's power in that. That's a hundred percent. That's great advice. So um, in addition to listening, what are some tips? Like, obviously you're, you're working with this new company. What are some tips you, that you're giving your team for growing both personally and professionally? Well, it's, you know, Fran Ford was the, uh, the king of this, but it's be memorable. It's mm -hmm. you just got to be memorable. And whether it's through Zoom meetings, uh, you know, again, at Charles River, we, I started this program that we did these unboxings. I stole a little bit from our friend Dana because he had those little, <laughs> yeah. you know, those little unboxings, but we did it so differently where we put all the new samples into a box and we sent it to one person on the distributor team. They had all of their salespeople on it, but this person would open up the box, try things on, do things differently, gave their feedback. It wasn't just one person. So we had fun with it. And, and that was memorable. You know, with this company, it's understanding that we're new and really telling the story of, of what Swell and Zing do. You know, the, all of these different pluses and who we are and who we want to become. So again, it's, it's understanding and it's just it's to me, that's the key in, in all of this is making sure you're telling the story, uh, being memorable. Yeah. And, and really it goes to, you know, finding, finding the value in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is funny in a sea of both distributors, suppliers, and I'm sure in, in most industries, there are ways that you can get lost because there's tons of competitors. So standing out in that sea is both challenging, but it's, if, if you can do it, 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 it's a huge differentiator. Well, and it's funny you say that because at the last show, uh, we had probably a half a dozen people came up that I hadn't met personally, but I had done Zoom meetings with for this company as well as other companies. And 
my the person that was working for me was shocked that they recognized me from a Zoom meeting. And and to me, you know, it's it's not as good as being in person. You can't have that touch, you can't have that feel, you can't have that real true personal connection. But the Zooms, the team meetings, all those things that you're on camera, I'll take advantage of those any way I can because you do, you do see people's facial reactions. You do yeah. see you know, if you're losing them or not. So, you know, (laughs) that's been the fun part in all of this. It's a way to reconnect with people and still see their face. And that, that helps. Yeah. I I totally agree with you, Rich. I like, it's funny. I I feel like people, I I know we went through where zoom fatigue was something that they talked (laughs) about a lot and and I get that, but I'll tell you, that's something I I get pushback sometimes when people like, I don't, let's just hop on the phone. I'm like, I'm, I'm good with that, but I like seeing your reaction. I like seeing your face. I like seeing if you're nodding or laughing or, you know, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, to me, there's a ton of value in that, even if it's for five minutes. And so I'm with you on that one. I, I, I think that we, we complained about it because it was the only thing we could do, but I, this is, this is something I don't want to go back from. I, I, I enjoy it. I agree. And, and I took it one step further when this began maybe three months in, I was using Facebook uh, video chat. I was using, uh, you know, the uh, FaceTime. It didn't matter. And I was shocking people because, again, I had been on the road 40 weeks a year <laughs> seeing people and I wasn't seeing anybody. Yeah. And it was starting to get to me. So that's where I agree with you 100%. And it's utilizing all of the different aspects, even if it's just to say hello to somebody. Yeah. That's, that's just a key element to me. Yeah, I love it. Okay, final question. I'm really enjoying this. This is going quick, but uh, you know, change is something I think that can be really tough for a lot of people. Um, but you made a pretty big change in the middle of a, a changing time. So, what advice would you give people for having the confidence to take the leap? Stay true to yourself. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a total leap in the fact that. Um, I had, had offers to go to the distributor side and that scared me. That really scared me because that's starting from scratch. The relationships, the, the uh, friendships that I built on this side of the business with my distributor friends and partners, um, I got to stay to, true to who I am. Um, and actually, I get to be more of who I am because I have more support than I've ever had. And the backing of an ownership team that just trusts that. And to me, it's trust yourself and be true to yourself. Don't try and reinvent yourself when you don't have to, because from what I gather and the reactions that I've gotten from my friends and distributor partners, um, I've done a pretty decent job in my career. I've had some great mentors and trainers. Uh, I'm selling different product now, or I'm providing different solutions with different product, but it's still delivering on what I said I was going to do, being there for my friends and customers. Um, So it's just keeping what I've learned all these years and don't stray far from it because you're not going to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to, you have a different product you're, you're promoting and selling um, and providing solutions with, but the reality is I am who I am and I'm not going to change and uh, knock on wood. I've been somewhat successful so far. <laughs> you know, I love what you said. It, it, it reminds me that I've, I've seen several different examples of this um, in our industry, but inside, outside of our industry as well, where I feel like I've known somebody and they, they're doing well in a career. And they, when they make a change and they can go be much more authentic, more themselves, they have the freedom to, you know, speak about being pissed when they're pissed or, you know, being positive when they're positive, when they can be 
all in on who they are, not only they, they tend to be more happy, of course, but that translates into success. Um, at least it, I've seen that, it seems to me. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And honestly, between Michael and Scott Butler, the owners of Zing, uh, I've seen that in the first six months I've been here. Um, like I said, Kirby, I've never been happier, but I've never had more support. And I've worked for some tremendously uh, amazing companies, large in scale, medium in scale. And this was small in scale, but I've never had the support like I do now. And it's funny because they encourage me every day with the things they've seen me do already to do more of it. And it, it's not a question of, can I do this? It's why am I not doing this? <laughs> so that's that's the beauty of where I'm at today. And and change is always scary. I mean, I moved, I moved from New Jersey, which has been my lifelong home yeah. two years ago to South Carolina, which I live in paradise now, but <laughs> you know, change change is a good thing. It kind of re, uh, reinvigorates and, and starts that fire yet again. And I've got a lot to prove with this company. I really do. Um, they're betting on me. So I'm going to deliver and, and change is scary, but uh, change can be a great thing too. That's cool. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. I, uh, good luck on this new journey. Um, I'm, I'm excited to sort of watch how it develops, but I appreciate you taking the time and we'll have to do it again. Okay. I appreciate it, Kirby. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll have to tee it up again real soon. I would love that. All right, buddy. Well, hey, that'll, that'll wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.